So, hello everyone, this is John Day here with the Weekday Bugle, and um, today we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking about um, the NRA slamming Biden's uh, hollow hollow ghost gun rule that he's been touting about recently, and many, many on the left have been touting this for a while, for years now, of course, in response to gun violence, and as you all know, in the past two years, the gun violence has been off the chain. And in Ukraine, and in Ukraine, um, the Kremlin um, um, shifts the war to the, to the eastern region of Donbass, and and they, it seems like Vladimir Putin um, in for, um, has a new general to talk to um, try and win the war in Ukraine, and and of course, uh, and of course, um, um, old Liz Cheney's um. The halls near halls and nearly three million dollars in the past three months for her re-election run. And this is John Day, and this is the weekday bugle. What's your weekday news? So let me let me cut straight. Let me cut straight to the gun. To, to, let me cut straight to the gun. To the gun thing. To the guns. And we'll save. We'll save Putin for later. Um. NRA slams Biden's hollow gun rule not sincere until criminals are put behind bars. And the NRA slammed the Biden administration expected administration's expected new rule cracking down on ghost guns, urging the administration arguing the administration is not truly sincere on curbing violent crimes until criminals are put to justice and behind bars. That's correct in my viewpoint. In my viewpoint, in any sane American's viewpoint, in my in my opinion, anyway. Who would rather side with the criminal than the person who the crime is perpetrated upon, the victim? So why are we over here? Um, why are we over here? Um, um, feti- um fetishizing over a victim's um alleged oppressiveness, if you will. You know, why do we? Why are we focus on that? Why, why are we focusing on this when we could be focusing on helping the victim who was affected by the crime and not trying to push some agenda, um, an agenda that, that pushes towards getting rid of guns? You know, let me tell you folks something. Y'all want to know what the Taliban did when they first got in the Afghan, when they first took a, retook Afghanistan? They ordered, they gave civilians a week to hand over their guns. They gave them a week. They had to hand all, over all their weapons. Any, anything they had to defend themselves, they had to hand it over to the government, to the new government, quote unquote. And it seems, and, and while Biden and, and hit Biden and his guys on the left don't seem uh, are certainly not as barbaric as these guys that will literally um, chop your ear off if you don't give them your guns, or do something even worse, or crucify you, or do whatever. You know, Biden's not going to do that to you. He's just going to send in, he's just going to send federal agents that'll tell you to hand over your guns so we're going to take money out of your bank account. Maybe get the IRS to toy around with you. And an administration that's truly sincere and resolute about curbing violent crime rates will do one thing, take violent criminals off the streets immediately. The IRA's managing director of public affairs, Andrew Ar- Andrew Arlamendam, Arla- told Fox News Digital Monday, 
Yet the Biden administration allows these criminals who kill and maim Cali with callous and recklessness abandon again and again to roam the streets of Baltimore, Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, and other cities large and small across our country without fear of prosecution and punishment. President Biden is slated to unveil gun control measures on Monday, specifically cracking down on ghost guns, which are privately made and don't have serial numbers, which, yes, it is... It is a danger. To, these ghost guns are dangerous, of course, but again, banning ghost guns are not going to solve the violent crime problem. Now, you see, the only thing the Biden administration seems to be good at is pointing around, pointing fingers around for, and looking for scapegoats to point fingers at. And instead of actually admitting that, okay, we'll solve the problem, this, you know, the, what, the, what the Biden administration likes to do, they like to point fingers at someone else instead of themselves. And say, oh, it's their fault. It's uh, it's it, they start. It's a whole. It's, it's a, it, they like to play the blame game a lot. They don't actually point out the problem and go fix it. They point fingers. They go around and they point fingers at us, um, gun rights advocates, to say we're the reason for violent crime that's going up because we're allowing people to have guns to defend themselves. And then Biden goes on along and says something stupid like, the, world, the, the deer aren't wearing Cavalier vests. The deer aren't wearing Cavalier vests. The Second Amendment was never about hunting. It's about defending we the people from oppression and tyranny, right? That's how we got, that's how we got out of Britain's axis. That's how we got out of the British Empire. We defended ourselves from oppressors, oppressors who were quartering their soldiers in our houses and forcing them, forcing us to give them food, forcing us to give their men food, and whatnot, and things of that nature, and oppressing our what we believe were our rights, and these rights are granted to us in the Constitution, and the feds can't just say, "All right, well, you got a week to hand over your guns, or else we'll shoot you, or we're gonna take your family, or we're gonna take your money out of your bank account and use the IRS to harass you," you know. We, uh, we some. Times are, and we can't allow our government to overreach like this. Now, certainly the government overreach in Afghanistan is off the charts, but over here too, it's off the charts too, but except over there, it's a lot more barbaric, and they'll actually resort to violence to go ahead and, you know, take you out. Over here, they'll just harass you with, you know, take, perhaps taking your money, or taking, or taking, or taking away your license, or doing something that's within the confines of the law. Over there in Afghanistan, they'll, they'll mutilate you just for not listening. Quite disgusting. Disgusting place in the Middle East. But even though there are places in the Middle East that are quite wonderful, like uh like uh like uh Dubai and whatnot over there in the uh, the big the big giant city in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert. Nice place, but still dangerous. The Biden administration plans to reclassify gun kits to qualify as firearms under the gun control act, requiring manufacturers to be licensed and include serial numbers on the kits. Commercial sellers will be also required to run background checks before the sales of kits, according to the senior administration officials. The president is also anticipated to nominate an Obama-era former U.S. attorney from Ohio, Steve um, Delabach. Imagine that. Imagine that. Biden putting in a, uh, an Obama, um, and a, a, a former Obama guy <laughs> in his administration. He, se he seems to like having like-minded guys. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I mean, yes, for us, for us conservatives, it is kind of a bad thing. 
having an old Obama guy back back on the job again after Trump probably fired these um, Obama officials and whatnot and replaced them with his own lackeys. But hey, that's politics. That's politics one on one for you. Andrew Jackson did it too. As his pick to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives on Monday, um, Arun Alam um, continued his remarks to Fox News Digital that Americans know the know, know the lenient barrel system and the revolving door justice system supported and perpetrated by the Biden administration and other leaders of uh, who support soft, soft on crime policies are the problem, which, quite frankly, they are the problem. Even while a gun may help in committing and perpetrating the act, the ultimately who was responsible is the human being, not the gun. Now the gun may have inflicted the damage, but who calcul who calculated the choice to commit this act? The human being. And most of these folks who are committing these crimes that the left keeps fussing about, they claim that they're afraid of these criminals and they want them off the streets, but when they do repeat offenders, you still have these folks in here that were sympathetic to all the um the, all the anarchists that were rioting across the country in the summer of twenty twenty. You still have these these dumb these DAs who are as dumb as rocks, and they they and they simply look they look at them and they go ahead and they start talking to the criminals' family and like, no, the guy's got a heart on him. He's a good guy. You know, he didn't mean to do this. He had, he's he was raised by. A, one by one mama and there was no dad in the house and he didn't get any discipline or whatnot or she or whoever committed the crime and i mean geez for christ's sakes you had two teen you had two teenagers who actually went out and robbed a store it was siblings i think a few back in the summer of 2020 or maybe it was even later than that i'm not sure i can't remember but i remember hearing the story um my grandfather told me the story too um i was all into hearing about all this stuff but Two teenagers robbed a store. Uh, I think they robbed a store, and they um were they were tracked they were tracked they were traced down in, into their house, or whatnot. I, they were like I know I think all of them were under the age of eighteen. Um, they were pretty young. One of them was fourteen, I think, and the other one was sixteen. And they decided to rob a store, I think. And they were they were they were led back to a house by the police. And the police ordered them to drop their guns and come with them and everything would be fine. And the kids had guns and they opened fire on the cops. And they, I, I believe one of them died or maybe they both got put in jail. And then the, their parents helplessly came to their defense. And I think, I forget what happened from there on, but all I know is they got in a shootout with the cops and it didn't end too well. And people jump so quick to defend teenagers who decided to commit crimes. You know, people jump. People jump on the gun and start defending them, saying, "Oh no, they're minors. You don't need to stick them in jail." Yes, you do. You need to teach them. You need, you know, teach them. They're You need to. You need to get them scared straight, like on the TV. Yeah, I'm making a reference to that TV show. And if these teenagers who want to go out there and commit crimes, I highly suggest you watch it because I, I would hope it would deter you from trying to get into that life, and maybe even get out of that life. Because trust me, what waits in prison for you is not good. It's not good, okay? The food there is probably is disgusting, and I mean, I've got I know somebody who used to work in a prison, okay? And she used to work as a nurse, and in the prisons, and it's and trust me, she she's told me stories, and trust me, you do not want to be in there, you don't want to be in there, and you know, 
this person um once gave a once uh, talked at a um, conference at, at a school one at the school I go to, and was uh, talking and actually went on stage and uh, gave a little uh, talk. I don't know I don't know how she got this arrangement with the, with the principal anyway, but she got up there and spoke, and I I was in the crowd with the rest of the kids listening to her talk. She works with me, by the way, but no, I, I digress anyway. But she went ahead and talked about how things were in the prisons and, you know, how she had experienced the prison and all that stuff and said, it's not what you guys, it's not what you guys think it is. Of course, she's addressing all the people in there who were probably on drugs or, or, or probably are thinking about getting into the life, quote unquote. And she was telling them about, she was telling all the kids about the experiences in the prisons and all that stuff and how it's ugly and you don't want to be in there all and all and this, all this, that, and the third. And the food's nasty. People are just nasty. They're all trying to grab you and say, you want to come in here and beat me up? I'll beat you up first. And all this stuff. And all these intimidating prisoners that are in there. And, you know, some of the kids think they're, 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 some of the kids think they're game for going to prison. They think it's all right. They think they'll survive prison. They think it'll, it'll all be fun. And all that going into prisons. And some of them think they're cool with that. And some of them think they're all, they're all cool and they're strong and they think they they do a great job in the prisons. But you know, if you're in the prisons, you're not doing a great job in life, and you need to you know, people need to whip you back into shape. And you know, first first off, you don't need to get in that life in the first place, anyhow. And it's just that life is not for anybody. You know, if you want to be a civilized citizen, don't be going out here doing all this crap that all these criminals are doing. Don't be out there simping for him and saying, oh, oh, man, I'm sorry about the way you were raised and all that. You got, oh, he's got depression. He's a sad dude. You got to be sympathetic to this guy. Oh, he's, he's just, uh, he's, that's just how he is. No, it's not. People have a choice to not be a criminal and to be a civilized civilian and work and be a productive worker in the country and not go out and do nasty, heinous crimes. Like this one guy I hear who went out and murdered these kids over a face, murdered these people over a Facebook post. Like, come on, overreaction on steroids, right there, right? He went out. This guy went out there and he mur he mur he murdered three kid, three underage kids for a Facebook post that their uh, older sibling had put on Facebook, and she's only twenty three years old. Murdered those three, injured their mother, and and and. Uh, one of the victims was 8 years old, the other one 11, and the other one 23. The 23-year-old likely made the post. And the guy went out there out of nowhere and went out here, found these people, and actually tortured them and, and murdered three of them and wounded the, wounded the, parent, the kid's mother. And another son got injured. And these three siblings are, will no longer be here on this earth because of this disgusting guy. Now... Again, now, this can also serve as a warning to those who put things out there on social media who might be questionable, because people will come and find you and they will kill you over over things. People overreact, and that's a thing. But again, this is this is no excuse to put out, um, this is no excuse to go out there and try and take guns from folks because of criminal because of criminals and their negligence and their just arrogance, such as this guy. Who went out there and overreacted to a, to a to a post on social media, and went out and murdered the people who put the, who allegedly put this post out on the meet out on the for the for the whole world to see. Yeah, of course, 
this is another critique people will throw at social media and the idea of the internet because once you put something out there it's not gonna it will not go away it stays with you it's on your record it's kind of like when you commit a crime it's on your record right look at it like that now me what i'm doing i'm doing i understand i might be putting my life on the line to tell you folks information and some of y'all might disagree with me and come on, come on and try and find me. Go ahead and try it. But trust me, even if I'm no longer here, you're going to find yourself in the in the clink somehow. In one way or another. You'll be in there one day. You're trying to come after me, come after anybody else, commit a crime, you're going to find yourself in jail. Go ahead. I might, I might not live to see it, but, you know, that's how it is. And I'm not here because I, because this is America and this is a free country. And I want to go out there and speak my view and speak my perspective on what's going on in the country. And I'm hoping that most of y'all are glad that I'm doing this. And, you know, maybe trying to give, give you know, the big finger to folks that, you know, want to come, at, want to come after me. Especially if I'm talking about the whole, um, the whole parent parental rights bill in Florida. And, you know, at telling you all how absurd these people are who are defending the bill because it's a small minority. Anyway, I didn't come and talk about this. However, today the president unveils yet another hollow plan that will not stop this violence. His gun control actions will undoubtedly harden his um, his uh, wealthy gun control supporters. But this action sends the wrong message to violent criminals because this ban will not affect them. These, these violent crime sprees will continue unabated until they are arrested, prosecuted, and punished. And that's very true. Other conservative and Second Amendment advocates have sounded off the alarm on the Biden administration's plan, including Republican Representative Thomas Macy. The Constitution does not authorize the federal government to prevent you from making your own firearm. This is a, this is a fact that has been recognized for 200 plus years. Also, Article 1, Section 1, literally the first operative sentence in the Constitution, says Congress makes laws, not the President of the United States, Macy tweeted on Sunday. A White House spokesperson told Fox News Digital Monday that ghost guns are the weapon of choice for criminals, gangs, and domestic abusers, noting that they are easy to obtain and hard to trace when they are used on, in a crime. And yes, of course, they are very useful tools in crime and crimes because the government cannot track these guns. Now, the kits are going to be monitored. Putting limitations on, of course, once again, restraining law-abiding citizens from having their guns. And they're going to keep coming at it. This is going to keep getting worse Is we get deeper into Biden's presidency, it's going to get even worse. Trust me. We haven't even seen that. We, we, we're only, what, a year and a half into his presidency? And we've seen, how many disasters have we seen? Infl- rise in inflation, disaster in Afghanistan that, hit, that the generals were too dumb to figure out. And they had a, they had a ridiculous, Biden had a ridiculous strategy. And there's even rumors that Joe Biden was, that Jill Biden, the, pres- the, the first lady, was trying to gum it all up. But I don't know about that. I read into it a little bit, a little bit sketchy. But clearly, Biden didn't have the plan. Rising inflation, rising crime, rising store prices, even the gas prices, of course, that many Americans are raging about. Critical race theory, and then now more, more, more woke gender identity fluidity that they're trying to put into your kids and then stuff into your kids' mouths and trying to tell you that your your son can become a girl or your your girl can become a boy. So that way you could send you could send them off to the doctor and go get their genitals mutilated because the gender was so called gender dysphoria. Which yes, 
so to speak, is a real medical term and, and is a medical disorder. It's an issue. But then, they, but then the government wants to tell you the best way to go get this fixed is to let your kid undergo these, uh, these choices, make these choices on their own. Some people are even suggesting to not, some people are even su- proposing that you don't let the parents know about that, that the parents that, that should not know about any of this and that you should let the minor go do it, go get the surgery without parental consent. So you're letting, you, so you're encouraging minors to go get their genitals mutilated because of their own um, mentally disoriented choices. And then they all, they all fuss and scream when people say, what have you done to yourself? Or say, why'd you make that choice? And, you know, they all, they they all, I mean, and it's sad that they're killing themselves over this. And it's sad. And, I, and it's, it's really sad. But, you know, ultimately, when they, when they feel all this stuff, when they feel all this stuff coming towards them, and they, why do LGBT folks feel so hard about coming out is because they, deep down, they know that they're making a, that they're making a deep, they're making a deeply unpopular choice. And that they know that they're going to be ridiculed by society as crazy. And they know that. But the, ultimately, it's their choice to go along with this. And if they want to live... If, and really, honestly, I feel like most folks in the LGBT community um, feel like they're living underground. Feeling like they have to subvert most popular the most popular opinion. They have to subvert all the you know regular-minded folks who think that... Um, Especially the transgender community. They, especially then, they're definitely underground for sure. Because most of these people are rejecting this Florida bill. Well, not rejecting it, I'm sorry. But most folks support it. Even 40, even like around 68% of Democrats support that bill. And only 28% are pushing back against it. That's not much at all. And Florida seems to have taken the side of a 28%. Meanwhile... 68% of Democrats and almost and probably almost you know 90% of dumb Republicans are fighting back against this are fighting back are fighting and defending this bill on the front lines against you know so-called groomers which not only are groom, not only are they grooming you to try not only are they grooming your kids to try and become you know and to try to try and you know be um, face pressed into this view that that, you know, there's no such thing as male and female anymore. There's all these, you know, 80-something genders. And they want to, you know, press your kid into the, into this um, way of looking at life. And not even just that. They're not just grooming your kid. They're not just grooming your kids to accept these disgusting views, to accept these disgusting sexual views. They're, all, they're also pressing your kid. Now, not only are they doing that, but as pr- critical race theory has proven, they're pressing your kids to believe that this country is irredeemably black racist and we need to take the, all these institutions down and you need to go down with the white man and all that stuff. That And, you know, that's ultimately what they're doing. It ain't just about sexual grooming. It's about that, too. They're trying to press you into that leftist narrative. They're trying to press your kids into all that. That's what they're doing in all these um, big city public schools and all that stuff where you saw prom, prom, little um, third graders doing pride parades and all that stuff. Disgusting stuff that these kids have no idea about. That most of them have no idea what any of this stuff means. And they're being, their little confused minds are down there marching in the marching in hallways with, with LGBT flags and stuff that they don't even, they don't even know about.
and they're exposing these kids to these things, and there's people defending this stuff, and it's disgusting. Anyway, but that I digress. That's why law enforcement officials from coast to coast have identified ghost guns as a major threat to public safety and a driving force behind this surge in gun crime we see in our communities. Who in their right, who in their right mind would oppose action to help keep these guns out of the hands of criminals and make it easier for law enforcement to find the shooters when they are used? True. Very, very true. Um, and now I'm going to get to, um, to, um, Liz Cheney, the infamous Republican who decided to decide with um, the woke Democrats and has been and all, all over her, all all because she's hell-bent on taking down Trump. And she seems like she has completely abandoned the conservative cause in favor of trying to take down Trump. She's one of the never-Trumpers, just like Adam Kinzinger and all these other, and so many other rhinos out there, these fake Republicans, Republicans in name only, there is an actual, that's what that acronym stands for, Rhino, um, she hauled in nearly $3 million in the past three months for her re-election run, I'm very surprised, and of course, she got censured from, um, her district, for, from her, um, party, where, from the state that she's from, from her GOP wing that she's from, repeated attacks by former President Donald Trump as as he tries to oust Representative Liz Cheney from Congress, keep keep feeling massive fundraising from the Republican lawmaker from Wyoming. Cheney, one of the most high-profile 10 House Republicans, who voted 15 months ago to impeach Trump for allegedly sparking the January 6, 2021 attack at the U.S. Capitol, on Monday reportedly hauling in $2.94 million in the January-March 4th first quarter as she runs for re-election this year. Which I will hedge my bets that she will lose. I can guarantee you. Maybe Trump's group is slipping on the GOP, but I think most folks are willing to side with Trump instead of side with these never Trumpers, these rhinos that are that are that are siding with the left and that are only helping the left in their crusade to take over the whole country. The three-term consecutive congresswoman who re- represents Wyoming's at-large district also reported holding $6.8 million in cash on hand in her campaign coffers as of the end of March. Cheney raised, um, Cheney raised $1.5 million, $1.9 million, $1.7 million, and just over $2 million in the four fundraising quarters of 2021. Cheney's new fundraising figures were first reported by Politico and confirmed by Fox News. Cheney released her fundraising figures a couple of days after Harriet Hageman, the leading Republican candidate challenging Cheney, announced that she brought in roughly $1.3 million in the past three months, according to figures shared first with Fox News Hageman, who's backed by Trump, also reported just over $1 million cash in hand. Cheney, a longtime vocal GOP Trump critic, was the most senior of the 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach the the then-president, on a charge of inciting the daily attack on the U.S. Capitol by right-wing extremists and other Trump supporters who aim to disrupt congressional certification of the, of the now-president Joe Biden's electoral college victory in the 2020 election. Cheney, a conservative lawmaker and defense hawk, who's the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, immediately came under verbal attack from Trump and his allies, and last May was ousted from her number three House GOP leadership position. Cheney, who's now been a vo- very vocal in emphasizing the importance of defending the nation's democratic process and of putting the country, be- of putting country before the party, 
is now is is one of only two Republicans serving on a special select committee organized by House Democrats to investigate the storming of the U.S. Capitol, aka, um, you know, the insurrection as CNN likes to call it, which I would consider an insurrection if they had fired guns, and that's what yeah, mom. Sorry, I'm talking. Trump stepping up his efforts to oust Cheney from Congress endorsed Hageman as she entered the race, and the former president and his allies successfully urged some, but not all, of the, of the other anti-Cheney candidates to drop out of the primary and, and coalesce around Hageman. The highest profile of those staying in the race is state senator uh, Anthony Bjorchard, a strong supporter of the former president. The Republican National Committee in February censured Cheney over her role on the January 6th committee. Defending herself, the congresswoman said at the time, I'm a constitutional conservative and I do not recognize any of those in my party who have abandoned the Constitution to embrace Donald Trump. We have not abandoned the Constitution to embrace Trump. Okay, you see that? We have not abandoned the Constitution. If anything, Cheney is siding with these folks who want to use the Constitution to their own whims. Okay? All these Democrats. Mitt Romney sided with but decided to um, certify the votes. Now, I personally don't have any evidence of election fraud in the 2020 election, okay? I have I have a story. I don't have any evidence that I could actually prove that what, what that this thing was fraudulent. Other than me personally witnessing on live TV that um, partisan watchdogs were not being allowed to watch, to watch the ballots. That's all I know. That's all I know, okay? I don't have any actual reports of, you know, there's only reports, but there's nothing certified. Of course, not at least not anything that the Democrats would allow to pass through these courts and whatnot. But, you know, I've heard stories of, you know, people being, dead people voting, people who... You know, I've heard of criminals voting. So, you know, I've heard of a lot of theories, but I haven't heard a lot of proof, okay? I've got stories. Many people have stories, but stories are not enough to get through the courts, okay? You need concrete evidence. You can't push an election fraud um, theory through the courts without any hardcore evidence, okay? And all these folks out there that keep saying, oh, we could reinstate Trump, it, it, it won't happen, okay? It's too late. Biden's president... We just gotta, unfortunately, we gotta sit back and deal with it. But, in the meantime, what I keep saying, I keep saying this and I won't quit saying it, okay? We need to leave 2020 behind and we need to focus on the future. We need to focus on the mid take taking back the House. We need to focus on taking back the White House with Trump or somebody else like him that will stand up to the woke media and the mob and will keep attacking them at every turn. And we need to get someone in there that's a, that 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 either is Trump or is aggressive like Trump like Trump like Ron DeSantis. That would be great. Him or DeSantis would be amazing. That would be one or even Greg Abbott. That'd be awesome. Greg Abbott for president. I would love to see that. Um, Cheney called a break last month when the Wyoming legislature decided against scrapping uh, same-day party registration in, in the primaries, which would have prevented Democrats from crossing party lines and registering as Republicans to vote for Cheney in the, state, in the state's August 16th primary. The move by Wyoming state legislature was seen as a, as a defeat for Trump and his allies who pushed in the same-day party registration. Cheney's first quarter haul 
was boosted by a lucrative fundraiser on behalf um, of her headline, uh, of her headline, of headline last, you know, um, um, Cheney's first quarter, um, quarter haul was boosted by a lucrative fundraiser on behalf, um, on her behalf headlined last month by Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, ugh, um, the 2020, the 2012 president, um, GOP presidential nominee and a vocal Republican Trump critic. Of course, swampy old Mitch, um, has caved in with the Democrats and Biden multiple times to work with them on, um, passing, you know, infrastructure bills and COVID relief bills cave multiple times to Chuck Schumer and the likes of Schumer and Pelosi. Former President George W. Bush and a former House Speaker's name, um, John Bowen and Paul Ryan have also helped raise campaign cash for Cheney. Seems like they're all working with the Biden administration to top the top of the country and weaken us on the world stage. Hagman's uh, first quarter haul was boosted by uh, three top dollar fundraisers on her behalf. They were a fundraiser. There was uh, there was a fundraiser in Miami hosted by PayPal co-founder and billionaire venture capitalist uh, Peter Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, who's a Trump ally. A fundraiser at the at the former president's Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida, hosted by Senator Rand Paul, where Trump made an appearance in it. And a fundraiser in the nation's capital, headlined by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy is one of dozens of House Republicans who are backing Hagman and her and, and her push to oust Cheney. So, of course, Cheney's ongoing assault on Trump continues. Still continues. It just it just doesn't it just doesn't stop. And images show Ukrainian troops fighting back against Russia as the battle shifts to the east. Fresh images are emerging showing Ukraine's military striking back at Russian forces in the Donbass region as its fight against Vladimir Putin's army is shifting to the east in Donbass. The scenes of rockets being launched at Russian positions in this, near, near the city of Luhansk comes as, from the, as the United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense is reporting frequent shelling by Moscow's forces there. And as we saw over the weekend, Board, um, Prime Minister Boris Johnson of um, the United Kingdom visited Kyiv and talked to President, spoke with Zelensky, and it showed solidarity with the Ukrainian people. Russian shelling has continued in, in the Donetsk and Luhansk regions with the Ukrainian forces repulsing several attacks, resulting in the destruction of Russian tanks, vehicles, and artillery equipment, and, and of course the death of men. Of course. Russia's continued reliance on unguided bomb, bombs decreases, decreases their ability to discriminate when targeting and conducting strikes when greatly, while greatly increasing the risk of further civilian casualties. And they're not just risking, they're intentionally targeting the civilians still as we speak. Even as they've already pulled out of central Ukraine, they're now moving into eastern Ukraine where they can further intensify their savagery and continue to push against um, Ukrainian um, forces that are trying to protect their country from Russian aggression and Russian imperialism. In the city of Donetsk, a woman was photographed weeping after shelling targeted tar- tar- after shelling targeted residential areas there. Elsewhere in Ukraine, one photo showed a woman walking her dog through the rubble of a destroyed shopping center in Kiev, while another depicted cars trying to avoid a massive crater in the road after Russian forces attacked Bridge Moscow and Makarov. In Bordyanka, um, Ukrainians were also seen lining up to receive food being handed out of the church. And Russia's invasion of Ukraine is now in its 47th day. And I've even been keeping track of the invasion on my calendar myself. 
trying to mark um, significant events. He might say I'm just gone crazy and then I've totally gotten into being a buff into the, what's going on in the world, but that's just me. And I'm just... I, I'm I'm just waiting to see how this invasion will um will turn out, and I think it's fair, fairly important about what happens here in Ukraine and the game in Ukraine is this it's not it's not something that that is not that is not endemic to our national security. It is to our national security interest because now we have Russian spies infiltrating our country, even Chinese spies flying into our country. So this war does have an impact on us. And you can also see that with the rising prices, I'm not saying that the Putin price hike, as Biden likes to call it, is the only reason for rising prices. It's responsible for a small portion of it, but nonetheless, it helps raise the price. But nonetheless, we all we 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 are not stupid because we have seen Biden's um, arrogance when it comes to national security policy and. Of course, energy policy in China, and of course, at every single turn, him and his goons in the media have tried to blame big corporations for not paying their taxes, for for raising prices on civilians, and they blame it on everyone but themselves. They blame it on everybody but themselves. That's why they're pointing fingers at Vladimir Putin, because of course, everyone in the world wants to point fingers at him, so they're going to direct their fingers at him too and say it's all his fault. Meanwhile, of course, meanwhile, we Americans are paying a lot for gas and regular things in the stores. And Biden sits there and blames the meat companies. Oh, it's big meat. It's big oil. It's big pharma. Wait, no, it's not big pharma because, they, of course, they fatten their coffers during the pandemic trying to make solutions, which, again, of course, I guess I'll thank them because I'm, I, 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 took the, I took their treatment. Yes, I took the vax twice. I haven't gotten it again. I hope I won't be needing the next. I hope I won't be needing a booster. I hope not. But if I need, but but sure, if my if shoot, but sure, if my mother suggested, then I guess I ain't got no. I ain't got much of a choice. But that's life. I'm a minor. She her suggestions are superior to me to what I think, of course, which. I mean, I don't have any objections to getting vaccinated in any way because I don't see anything wrong with it personally. I don't, I, I've heard stories about, you know, I've heard some scary stories, but I would love to be protected from this. And, you know, let me tell, let me make it known to you all. I have never gotten COVID this entire pandemic, okay? I spent the first uh, year or so of the pandemic unvaccinated because I was waiting, I, I was sitting around waiting on the vaccine to get released. Thanks to President, thanks to former President Trump, we got that vaccine, and of course, Biden likes to try to steal all the credit, but we all know who to thank, Trump. But remember back when the vaccine first got released and all the liberals wouldn't get the vaccine, and they were like, "Nah, nah, I'm skeptic." You want to know why? Because they had their the biggest bad guy on their side, Donald Trump, in office that was doing Operation Warp Speed, and then he had all these people freaking out. Over again, and then you had all the um, all the, and then you had all the um, folks um, freaking out about you know, oh, Trump's trying to poison us just like what the government did back with the Tuskegee, the Tuskegee experiments on us. And you got all the all, all of them, they didn't want to get vaccinated, they didn't want it, they didn't want it at first, they weren't taking the opportunity to get vaccinated.
that's part of why we didn't have a, vac- a large vaccination uh, rate when when the vaccines first got out in the first place. And then as soon as Biden gets in office, everybody wants to get vaxxed. Everyone's cheering for the vax. And then all of a sudden you get mask mandates, vaccine mandates. You don't get vaxxed, you lose your job. We're not going to pay you any money. And we're going to, uh, we're going to shut. And then the government's going, going after the companies that won't vaccinate folks. And saying, oh, we'll slash your money benefits. We'll slash all your benefits. We'll get, we won't, we won't have you guys. We, you won't get paid any money whatsoever. And whatnot. And then you got, and then it's funny because all the people who didn't want to get vaccinated at first, I'm not just referring to the Trump supporters here who are just, um, skeptical and playing stupid because they don't want to get it. Now, I'm not saying you're just stupid. I'm glad you're being cautious and you're doing what you want to do. Go ahead. You don't want to get vaccinated, fine. You can go take monoclonal antibodies or take some, or take ivermectin or whatever, like Joe Rogan did. Sure. But, of course, again, you don't have to listen to your public influencers or the feds. Go to the doctor. Go say what's best for you and fight COVID. But as of right now, I don't see it as a big of a, I don't see the coronavirus as a big of a problem anymore, okay? I don't, here in my county, the virus has been going down. We've had 88 people, we, we've had only 88 people die in our county. It's still tragic and it's awful. But it's certainly not as bad as not a white county over there to the wet, over there to not, over there not a white county. Ain't as bad as them. They've been going up on the up pretty bad. And of course, y'all notice New York City and Los Angeles are doing pretty bad with COVID. Oh, and not to mention it, Shanghai and China has had a, an insane crackdown on people because of Corona. Allegedly, no people have died. No one has died in China of COVID. So a lot of people are saying that this so-called COVID lockdown is just another expression of their. They're just trying to express their power and how dangerous they are. Um, they have been. They have, there's actually footage of. Um, drones actually um, announcing on speakers you know you cannot you're not, you're not allowed to leave your home remain please remain in your home in quarantine and there's even people over there who aren't even infected who are being forced to quarantine oh and did I mention they, they're, they're not allowing you to do home quarantine in your own house you can't even do that they have facilities set up and they have camps they have apartments set up they have random apartments set up so that way you can quarantine there. They won't even let you quarantine at home in the comfort of your own house with your family. They won't let you quarantine there. They, 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 they had the police haul you to a secure location, to a quote, secure location, and they had you quarantine there. Not allowed to quarantine in your own house on your own property. Oh, by the way, private property doesn't even exist in China because Xi Jinping wants to do away with it to go, in, to go into a more draconian communist um, uh, nature. Anyway, that's all I have for today for the Weekday Bugle for your news. And this has been John Day with your Weekday News. And y'all have a great evening.